well, 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 here we are again. Good morning. Praise be Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Now and forever. Mike and Lisa Austin here with you. Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com, where we are. Living our faith. Uh... Well, here we go with uh, the day before... No, we'll be leaving this afternoon. Heading yes. back to our own uh, Austin family compound. So, uh, today's guest is going to be none other than Rita Davis. Now, Rita is the author of that book, Immodesty, Satan is Virtue. And we talked to her... When? Long ago. Yes, we did. For the first time. Mm-hmm. And this is that story where it, getting the book done, she was Rita was attacked and her family was attacked. Really, I think it's okay to say that. Um, really, by evil forces, I think. Everything was going wrong. In fact, a devastating house fire. And this is what we covered last time. Well, the book, we said, let's stay in touch. Let us know when the book is ready. Because she was reissuing it. That's right. She re, well, she didn't rewrite it, but she added to the book. All right. And then we were waiting for it to be finished. And now it is. Yes. And added too. And we will find out more about that when Rita joins us here a little bit later. Also, she's going to reveal it to us. She said there was a very prestigious, well-known Catholic who wrote the foreword to the book this time around. And she's going to reveal that to us coming up. She said she'd let us know today on the air. She did. So we'll find that out. Uh, coming up a little bit, uh, well, in just a few minutes when we talk with Rita Davidson, author of the book, Immodesty, Satan's Virtue. Uh, But right now, Lisa, it's time for me to ask you this. Yes. How can you know where you're going? If you don't know where you've been. That's why we do this day in history. We have made history. Any day in history. Day that will go down in history. History of this day. This day in history. This day in history. Today happens to be October the 25th. It is the 298th day in the year of our Lord, 2016. It was on this day in 285 or 286. They don't know for sure which one. But it was the execution of Saints Crispin and Crispinian during the reign of Diocletian. Now, the patron saints of leather workers, couriers, shoemakers. So if you're making a belt today, say a prayer to Saint Crispin. Or Crispinian. Either one. Uh Uh-huh. On this day in 1415, it's the Hundred Years' War. Henry V of England and his lightly armored infantry and archers defeat the heavenly armored French cavalry in the Battle of Agincourt on St. Crispin's Day. Yes. It was 1760 when George III became king of Great Britain on this very day. On this day in 1854, the Battle of Balaclava during the Crimean War is when the charge of the Light Brigade took place. All right. 1938, the Archbishop of Dubuque, Francis J.L. Beckman, denounced swing music as, quote, a degenerated musical system turned loose to gnaw away at the moral fiber of young people, warning that it leads down a primrose path to hell. His warning was widely ignored. Oh, my. Swing music became huge, giving way to rock and roll later on. See? The downward spiral starts there. We were warned. 
On this day, October 25th, in 1944, World War II, Battle of Lete Golf. Do I have that right, Mike? I think so, Lete. Okay, the largest naval battle in the history takes place in and around the Philippines between the Imperial Japanese Navy and the U.S. 3rd and U.S. 7th Fleets. And now you know where it is exactly that you have been. Uh, Coming up, we're going to turn you loose on Rita Davidson, or actually... We will turn her loose on you. We're going to find out uh, about her book, Immodesty, Satan's Virtue. We're going to talk more about how she's added to the book, and she's going to let us know the mystery guest, a very well-known Catholic who wrote the foreword to the book. That's right. any ideas? I have no idea. All right. We'll talk with Rita up next here. On Your Morning Tradition, Mike and Lisa Austin here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com, where we are. Living our faith. Welcome back to Your Morning Tradition here on Magnificat Radio and MagnificatMedia.com. This is where we are. Living our faith. An old friend of ours. I mean, I mean, old friend of ours in a young kind of way. Well, that yes. didn't sound right. Uh, joins us now via Skype from Canada. Please welcome, uh, boy, the author of a book that we have been anticipating, and now it's out, and we got the whole story before. What a miracle this book is. Immodesty, Satan's Virtue. Please welcome... Rita Davidson. Rita, it's good to have you back with us. Hi, it's good to see you both again. You're you're doing quite well, right? Huh? Yeah. In what way? You gotta <laughs> you gotta define well. Well, I mean, you know, you're busy. You're uh, last time we chatted, you had gone through the the uh, the struggles of trying to get the book together after having gone through the house fire, and then we said, you know what? Let's get back together once the book is out. Well, here. <laughs> We are immodesty, Satan's virtue. How how's things going? Well, I guess uh, the books are finally getting packed and shipping. Uh, it it has been a long time since we chatted, and I, it's been a year actually. Mm. Somebody posted a question on my Facebook page and said, "You know, I ordered this book a year ago, and I don't know understand where it was, and I was just ready to type to them, going, it wasn't, and then I realized it's October again." And I, I was shocked. I just, I wanted to crawl right underneath the couch and stay there, because you know everything about this book has been. Um, it's always about me feeling littler, littler than I really am. <laughs> you know, it's just like you're not going to get this out on time. You're not going to get this to the people on time. You're not going to wow them, no, because there's going to be grammar mistakes, or you're going to. Just always like a little bit of something. The day that we went to pick them up, September 29th, I went to pick up the books. They were finally in print after a year of all kinds of stuff. And the road was blocked to the printer. I'm not kidding you. I have a picture on my Facebook page. We're all getting ready to pick them up. And the road is blocked. And I just was like, I couldn't believe it. Was there a flood? Is it flood construction? What was that? Well, there's a bridge that goes to this printer that we're using here locally. And it just so happened that it was that day that they blocked off oh, this bridge boy. for whatever. I mean, yeah, it's just real stuff, right? you got to repair a bridge. But why that day? Why <laughs> right. at that moment? Why at that hour? You know. Right. Just, Trying to get yeah. these books out. Because exactly. because there, there, are, uh, there are evil forces at work that don't want this. They don't oh, want the good absolutely. works out, yes. right? Right. Absolutely. Immodesty, yeah. Satan's virtue. You uh, the, so the book is getting out. 
Uh, we're going to have, we'll tell you how to find the book, uh, Rita's book here in just a minute, but we got to get some information out here. You've added things to this book since the first uh, go-around, didn't you? Yes, the first book was um, about 138 pages, I think. Um, so this book first came out officially 2001, was reprinted again 2003, and it never changed at that time. Um, it ran out of print before our fire, so be, maybe 2012. Um, and then, of course, the fire took everything, and I thought it was gone. So I started working on it again in about 2014, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really didn't know. The funny thing is, is, right before the fire, I had the whole thing edited. I put that picture on my Facebook page that the editing was done, and then I heard thunder in the distance. I mean, no word of a lie. I can't make this stuff up. It it just, like, (laughs) this is it. Anyway, so I'm almost wondering, you know, is that because the editing wasn't good enough? Because I figured it was done. Uh Uh-huh. So, anyways, if you fast forward now to what the book is today, we are looking at, I don't know if I even told you guys, we're looking at, 385 pages. Wow. Wow, you really added to yeah, your I'm thinking book. you added a couple of things. No, you added like a whole nother book. Yeah, exactly. Well, you guys know how long-winded I am, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Join the crew. Join the crew. Huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have lots to say. But um, I guess I've, I've got a couple new chapters in here. Uh, definitely have a new introduction. So there's two introductions. Um, one of the documents that I added that was not in the original book was Rome's decrees, which is the actual decrees from 1930. Those were missing from the original book. Okay. Um, another little sneak peek of what I have in here is, um, there's a real controversial, but one of the most current papers that we have, um, by Cardinal Siri, the notification of women wearing dress, Uh modern dress, women, men's dress. That's it. Anyways, what I did for this book is I went right to Genoa, Italy, not physically, but went right there and I got the original document from them. Uh-huh. And then I, I met a friend in that actually, she actually lives in Rome, Italy, and she translated it for us. So we have a brand new translation in here uh-huh. for that particular document, which was interesting because the original document was translated, you know, some time ago. Um, so this translation is a little bit more rugged. So it's not maybe as nice and clean as the, the one that's been passed around and passed around. But it's interesting that it, it still contains the exact same, you know, overall impression of, you know, what that document was supposed to be saying about women wearing men's dress. Okay. So I really like that to be able to see the original and then have a fresh translation for that. So I did, I went through that trouble for this. Uh, the other thing was tracking down all the footnotes. And if I back up a little bit, after the book was edited, when I first sent it to the editor in December, she just had had a car accident. So she ended up working on the book. It took her probably almost six months to do the editing, what normally would have been a few weeks because she had a concussion. Oh my, no wonder things have... <laughs> you just, does anything the ever just... The devil certainly does not want this book oh, out. Rita, no. does anything in your life ever just happen ha- and you say, okay, well, that's what I wanted to go and that's what happened? Yes. No, it's never easy. It's never <laughs> easy. This is like, if you're not willing to like, just like fight to get this done, it just won't. I mean, who else would have not just given up on this, right? Right. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, forget it. And honestly, when I finally realized, when I really looked and even today I was looking... 
and even one of the posts that I put today in the group, um, you know, we're coming to a pivotal point today in history with women having totally forgotten who they are, taking over men's positions in powers of authority in places where I'm going to be really radical now. Go they ahead. don't belong. Okay. <laughs> and people are going to hate me for saying that, but I can see it played out over and over and over again. And this book is really the culmination of modesty really is the crooks. What did I do of human relations of men and women today? Because, you know, modesty, oh, you you can write an article about it and be done. You know, oh, you, modesty is about, you know, don't say this and don't say that and don't say this. But modesty is so much huger than that, which is why Cardinal Siri really brought out so much of what is intrinsically behind the whole thing. And it, it's so huge today. I, right before I started editing the book again, or I was halfway through, this would have been before we even moved here. Mm-hmm. I had started working on it back then. And it suddenly struck me, like, I'm not telling you, gripped me with fear. I thought to myself, the message this, that is in this book, looking at the world today, mm-hmm. there's one day that this message is going to be illegal. You know, oh, like we're you know almost yeah. at that point now, right? right. Yep. Okay, so I, I'm talking about women becoming more of who God meant them to be. And what do we mm-hmm. have women today, right? Right. Correct. You know, we've we've got, you know, little girls growing up thinking that they're boys. We've got little boys growing up thinking they're girls. We've got society telling them that that's okay. That's fine. You go whatever bathroom you want to go to. Exactly. Okay. So that, yeah, we've got the bathroom issues coming up. We've got like, it's just like, you know, the oppression is just growing, growing, growing. And so I realized as I'm writing the book and I'm coming into that point in the book and I just, I got so scared. I thought to myself, am I willing to go to jail for this? Because maybe it's okay today, but you know, five years from now, you know, you know what I'm saying here? Sure. I certainly yeah. do. And, and people would say, Oh, that's far fetched. That ha- can't, Oh, that'll <laughs> never happen. Hello, Russia. Hello, Germany, Nazi Germany. Hello. It happens. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and we look today, we think, well, the police are there to protect us. The government is there to protect us. And, you know, well, what happens when you suddenly now become on the wrong side of the law, but you didn't change? Right. Right. (laughs) Exactly. You know, like, and that's where we're headed, really, ultimately. Yes. So it was a lot of fear, I think, that probably continued to hold me back from actually getting it. Wow. You know, different times because, I mean, we've had just life going on, literally life going on, you know, taking care of my mother with dementia, taking care of three special needs boys, trying mm-hmm. to do homeschooling, trying to get laundry done. When our power company says you can only do your laundry, you can only plug your dryer in after seven o'clock at night. You realize they dictate to us when we can turn on our dryer. Really? So they charge you more. Oh, yeah. This is Canada. Oh, yeah. Well, well, wait till they find out you're the author of the book. They'll cut your power off. <laughs> oh. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't purposely get into a lot of those topics in this book because, honestly, I was afraid to. I really was afraid. When I first wrote this book, I talked about perversions, perversions of, you know, in humanity. Yes. In, um, but anyways, I didn't ex- ex- 
expand on that purposely because I don't want this to become somebody's death wish for me. Mm. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-mm. I mean, I'm trying to keep it. I mean, it's obvious. We know where things have gone. I didn't have to elaborate any more than what I had already elaborated. Mm-hmm. And I didn't take it out. It took me a lot of courage not to take it out. But I mean, that's that's really where we've come. So since this book was written in 1999, when I started writing it, this is how far we've come. Wow. Because in- I predicted these things of where they were headed back in 1999. And now, we're and as I was writing, rewriting this, I could see it. My words were coming true. That was really hard to fix because I was trying to keep oh, true to the book. Right. But stuff I had written. 1999 were coming through true now in this book it was very complicated and i'm getting goosebumps even as you talk about that because it's oh i've thought of this before isn't it funny what if you could go back 15 or 20 years and talk to yourself back then and say here's get ready for this yourself back then would go are you insane that will never happen I know. Right. But I mean, think of it, right? I mean, go back to the 50s, tell them, you know, I mean, exactly. 19, uh, what was it? 19, I'm just going to throw dates out there. You know, 1915, you know, it was illegal for women to show an ankle. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. now, well, I won't go what we can show today. But, <laughs> yeah, oh, like, it's just, anything right. goes, really. Right. We're we're talking with Rita Davidson, author of Immodesty, Satan's Virtue, the newly expanded version. If you knew this book before, you do not know this book. You need to uh, re-up, I guess. Immodesty, Satan's Virtue. Uh, You've been doing some interesting things on the web, too, with the the various groups. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to? Um, I guess the latest thing that I've done is uh, for everyone who purchased the book, there was a 30-day study to go along with people that purchased the book. So we began that um, just about seven, eight days ago, I guess. Um, And so we're basically looking at it's not as it's not a book study. Some people thought it was a study on my book, and I almost thought it might be, (laughs) but I wasn't sure at the time. It's evolved into something completely on its own, really, which has been very interesting. Um, And so it's evolved into almost like a precursor to understanding where this book is coming from. Um, So we're basically looking at, you know, I I begin the group, the very first post in the group Mm -hmm. and the very first post post page in the book for chapter one says always to be ready for death. That's where, yeah. I mean, that's really where we have to begin because everybody loves the idea of modesty. Everybody. Oh, I love, you know, yes, this is so wonderful. And this, and now all of a sudden you get down into the brass tacks. Well, it means this is where your shirt needs to be. It means that this is what you're not supposed to wear. And all of a sudden it starts breaking up. Everybody starts getting afraid and, and you know, everybody starts backing off and they're like, Oh, that's, that's, that's uncomfortable. Hmm. You know, they're immediately. And, Really, that's almost like a phase that everybody goes through where you get to the uncomfortable part and you got to work your way through that to get to the other side of it. And if you don't, and a lot of women don't, they just stop there and then they, that's it. They just abandon the whole thought. But really, when you begin at death, death is the equalizer for everything. It sure is. So, for example, the same thing, as we were writing this and, and trying to get this into print, August the 4th, our oldest daughter, fiancé, was killed 
in a fiery crash. Okay. So this is another thing that we've had to put up with in this last year. Just heart wrenching. Just out of the blue entirely. Mm -hmm. They had been been together for seven years and he was gone. Ironically, the, when he died, we didn't know until about four days later, but the day after that I didn't know, but so he died on, I think it was a Thursday. And on the Friday I was standing in a cemetery right near us. There's this beautiful cemetery right near us. Mm-hmm. It's not Catholic, but it, there's one further up that's Catholic. But anyways, this one happens to have a gravestone that says Davidson. Oh. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. When life gets really, really hard and tough, cemeteries are the most comforting places I go. I don't know why, but they just are. Because so it anyways, reminds us of our mortality and this life shall pass. You know? Exactly. And so it takes, you know, all the worries and brings them down here. And it takes all the things that we are all excited about and brings them down too. You know, it's like, really, what does it matter, right? What does yeah. the stuff matter? What is the bills made or what, whatever? But right. I, I didn't know the day that I was in there, in that cemetery, I talked to my husband on the phone that day and only found out four days later that her fiance had died that night oh my. but it was just that day that i was p- drawn there to be in that cemetery to be praying it just was really strange how god can just move you know move, us. move your life exactly yes. if you're really open and obedient to mm. just really wanting to you know do his will and ultimately for well i wouldn't say just for women but it starts with women is modesty is the beginning of that openness it's the beginning of that that being pliable to god you know Mm. and some women it just takes them a really long time to get pliable and ultimately some women have really had rough lives i mean they've come from really hard backgrounds or really difficult things so we all are at different stages but modesty is really such an intrinsic part of who of where society is going because you know it's just spiraling out of control and women want to blame men and men want to blame women and i see this even in catholic women and men yes they're, they're still throwing it out there well it was eve well, it was adam well it was you know and they're just like back and forth about it and really i mean yes men have to absolutely you know pull up they have to do their part and we have to do our part and when exactly. you look back in the beginning who did the devil tempt well he tried to tempt both but who fell it was eve no he knew it yeah she's the one that was the weaker the weaker of the two ah oh, but you just said the w word there for women women and weak no women don't like to hear that yeah, but he got <laughs> to her he knew why. he'd get to her I'll tell you why, him. though. Why did the devil go to her? He, he, yes, he went to her because she, the easy answer is that she was weak. But think, he went to her because women in general mm. and Eve had influence it, on I men. was just going to say, that to influence too. on Adam to get exactly. to Adam. And that's, that's everything today because women have influence. We As do. we go through the Blessed Mother to get to our Lord. Hello. It all fits. It all fits. <laughs> We're talking with Rita Davidson, author of the book, Immodesty, Satan's Virtue. Coming up later, who makes the best writers since we're talking authors and stuff? Early risers or people who stay up late? 
Hmm. Ooh, that's a good question. Somebody did a study. We will talk more later. But uh, more with Rita Davidson on the way next here on Magnificat Radio. MagnificatMedia.com, where we are. Living our traditional Catholic faith. And we're back with your morning tradition here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com. Mike and Lisa Austin here, uh, where we are. Living our faith. I almost forgot my lines. I know. I say it how many times a day. <laughs> I almost spaced that out. Coming up, who writes the best, early risers or late risers? Ah, the study was done. I think they're talking more about blogging, though social media stuff? Well, we'll find out. But right now, speaking of writing, one of our favorite writers is uh, Rita Davidson, and she's on with us via Skype from Canada. Rita is the author of the book, Immodesty, Satan's Virtue. And we've been learning a lot. Immodesty has to do with way more than just wearing a skirt, ladies. It does. And and gentlemen, it, it involves you as well. And we left off Okay, Rita uh, is back with us. Rita, you were going to tell us who you promised us to reveal on this very program today. Who is the well-known Catholic that had the honor and did you the honor of writing the foreword of the book, Immodesty, Satan's Virtue? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's interesting, you know, because I really struggled. I wanted to have a foreword for the book, and I really struggled who this should be. And... I I literally have been thinking about this since I began. So for two years, you know, who could I get to write the book? Um, back in, actually, it's in the front of my book here. Back in 2006, I actually had a foreword written for this book. This had been before the fire when it first went out of print. Okay. These papers were all saved from the fire, so I still have them. And my letters, too. So I had actually a foreword written by Father Somerville. Hmm. Father Somerville was the chaplain to Mel Gibson. (laughs) So I had his foreword written. And ironically, it was also saved in the fire. And I was going to use that. And, you know, when we really think of it, the church today is in such disarray, right? What When someone is approved today... And, you know, two years or a year down the road, now all of a sudden they're blacklisted, right? Right, right. So, you know, the ultimate thing is whose side are you on? (laughs) Yes. Which is really sad, right? Yes. We all have one common enemy, but that's really where it is. So, I mean, you look at Father Somerville and, you know, there's a whole little, a little growing, you know, movement of people maybe who didn't like him for whatever reason, you know? Uh I mean, it's no different than Father Gruner and all the little, you know, it's just like... There's always going to be that. So who could I get? And I went back and forth with, you know, I thought about what if I had a, a really young girl write the introduction, somebody really different. So mm-hmm. someone who's like 12, who just really, you know, looking at this from a really innocent point of view and, and understanding it. And I thought about that. And then I thought about what about having the introduction written by a man? So a man's point of view, because I hear from a lot of men right. about this issue. And I thought that might be it as well. And who, basically what I was trying to find out is who would do this topic justice, but be, be independent enough of the politics 
to really be able to, do you know what I mean? To really be able to do the message and, and for it not to be able to outlast the book, you know, so for you know, two years down the road, this right. person gets you know, blacklisted. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And ultimately, right. You and I are all going to be gone a hundred years from now. Right. Yeah. You know, what did we do in our time to save the church? What did we do to try and get past all that politics and just like save souls? Right. Exactly. So, my my thought is I have to figure out who this person is. And I had – it took me some wrangling. And it, it actually was a lot more complicated than than um, I originally thought it was. Mm-hmm. But uh, can you can you both even guess who a person like that, the way I've described it, would be? Oh, now we're on. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> I let's see. on the hot seat, didn't I? Yeah, you kind of did. <laughs> did. I did. All, all, no all the things, the only thing that's going through my head is who was that beautiful singer? And she was very young. That Ivanko lady yeah. girl? No, she, oh, she's not going to write her uh <laughs> Well, she was a modest forward. little girl. Give us a hint. Is it religious? Not religious per se, like not a religious. Not a religious, that's what I was asking. Okay, okay now you're really Okay, yeah. hang on, hang on. And my guess is, do I win a prize? <laughs> I'll send you a copy of the book. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my guess is, you didn't get Mel Gibson, did you? <laughs> no, that poor guy. I no, pray <laughs> for him, right? Yeah. Can you read that? No, I can't. It's that there's you get. No way. Yeah. Did you see it? Alice von Hildebrand. <gasps> really? That is awesome. Good for you. That, isn't that amazing? It is what amazing. A wonderful woman. She just transcends time, doesn't she? She does. Yeah. She transcends politics. I she guess. transcends everything, and she so understands this whole really really understands this message right give us give us a little give us a little hint of give us a little snippet of what she has to say give me like a like a couple of sentences i've got goosebumps again oh boy there goes i I can't believe the air conditioner just kicked on that's why that's what's (laughs) going on no 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 uh let's see let's see Why did the servant address himself to Eve and not to Adam, the strong sex? St. Augustine, one of the greatest, noblest minds in the Catholic Church, surprisingly gives us an answer, which I believe unsatisfactory. He gives us an answer. Oh, whoops. He claims that his choice was dictated because being the weaker sex, she was easier one to defeat. There is, however, nothing in Genesis which justifies this claim. Even great minds can err. She always says that. It's very funny. In fact, the weak sex, while erroneously viewed as inferior to the male sex, for Aristotle makes the primitive mistake of claiming that in the marital embrace, the woman is only passive, while in fact that is gloriously receptive, turns out to be in some ways the stronger one. It was Chesterton who wrote that pleasure plays a greater role in men's lives than in women's, which I believe to be true, and men will more easily than women be defeated by it. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Alice von Hildebrand. Wow. Well, that's that, and hopefully she got a free copy of the book. I would think. Oh yeah, she got quite a few. Okay. Oh, what an honor! Oh my goodness, that's yeah. great. Rita Davidson is our guest as we talk about her book. It is out now. Another rep- it's a reprinting and really a whole another book tacked onto it. It's become that big. Immodesty, Satan's virtue. Get the book. Tell us where we can find the book. Well, right at our website, littleflowersfamilypress.com. That'd be the easiest way to get it. Just. It's there. Right there. 
Little Flower Family Press. I yes. Rita? We're still hoping um, anyone who buys the book, I'd love to add them into that 30-day study. So we're still willing to do that for anyone who might want to grab a copy. All right. Great. Get over there today while you're on the web with and us. And how do they find you on the web on the on Facebook? On Facebook? Um, Just do a search, I'm couldn't you? Think. Well, for the group, you mean? Right. Uh, the group itself will be sent out in a private email because it's a private secret group so that, you know, other outsiders don't get in. Um, so, for instance, if I'm a new person and I go to your website to buy your book and I just bought your book, now how do I get to be in the group on Facebook? Uh, there will be uh, a separate email that will be sent out with that link. Wonderful. Okay. We got it. Yeah. We got it. And Little Flower Family Press, am I getting that right? Little flowers with an S flowers, family press dot com. Wonderful. And then once you're in that group, you learn the secret handshake and the uh, password and all of that, correct? <laughs> uh, well, actually, I think it's just once you get in, you're in. Oh. As long as you're very good, we won't ban you. <laughs> you re- really need to come up with a secret handshake. I'm just saying. <laughs> I do. Eh? <laughs> Sounds a little masonic to me, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Okay. So, well, oh yeah. Exactly. Rita Davidson, you are a gem. Let's stay in touch. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. God bless you, my dear. All right. Thank you for having me. Amazing information from Rita Davidson on her book. Uh, Get the book. You really, really need to get it. Not just for your daughters. Families should have this book. Yeah, we. Yeah, I read some of it already. It goes way beyond, again, like we said, way beyond... Wearing a long skirt, immodesty, Satan's virtue. Well, Look, if I could just go ahead and say this, though, she, Rita actually sent me some of the, the book before it was actually completed. So we don't officially have the book book yet. Oh, so that's I way got to... I got a little insider Who's information. You? Yeah. So Ms. thank you, Rita. Connected. <laughs> but it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and like she said, it's almost doubled in size. So if you had it before, you're going to want to get it again. And hey, Christmas gift giving. Uh, we're going to take a break. Speaking of writers, authors, etc., etc., early risers or late night owls? When is the best time to write and who are the best writers? And a little frivolity here at the end of the show today. Mike and Lisa Austin here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com, where we are. Living our faith. And we're back with the final segment of your morning tradition here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com. Mike and Lisa Austin with you. This here's where we are. Living our traditional Catholic faith. And how did I get all redneck on you all of a sudden? I said, this here. It's like I'm on the front porch with Ma and Pa. That's right. And the hound dog. <laughs> oh. oh. So, well, we our thanks to Rita Davidson for being on the show today. Wonderful author. Hardworking, driven woman. Yes, she is. Absolutely. When she gets her arms around something that she believes in, I mean... She embraces it wholeheartedly and she goes after it full force. Which a lot of authors will do. And I think there are a few special ones, she being one of them. Yes. But now we maybe should have asked, Rita, is she a late night author or an early morning author? When is her best time to write? Oh, that would have been a good question. Ah, uh, many people fall solidly into one camp or the other. They wake up before the sun comes up, eager to start the day, or they prefer to work late into the night, burning the midnight oil. You know what's weird around here? I like before the sun, and you like after it. 
I like after only because of the fact that everybody is put to bed. They're all sleeping. It's quiet. I have no interruptions whatsoever. And I can fully, fully concentrate on what I have to do. I don't prefer it, Hmm. but it's the only time when I get complete silence and no interruptions. That's the only reason why I like it. And that's why I like early mornings, early, early before the sun comes up. Nobody else is awake. Sometimes the dog, especially in the summer when you can sit outside with a coffee like Mm. on a Saturday morning and watch the geese come in or something like that. Yeah, that would be nice. You know? Now, see if I could get my be- myself to bed earlier in the night. <laughs> but you're a night owl. I would be up early in the morning with you and Joseph. See? See? All right. So uh, with today's technology, professionals increasingly have the power to choose their work schedules, it says here, freeing them up to adjust their work hours. So who makes the better writers? Who makes more email mistakes? Both, It says you're both groups... Kick off the day by checking their email. That's one of the things I do early on. Do you check your email early in the day when you get up? Uh, No, because I'm too busy doing social media stuff. Then I check the emails. Let me just put this into perspective. Lisa's social media stuff starts with the kids first. (laughs) They're kind of the social thing she does. And then uh, comes the, the blogging and the things like that. Well... Um, let us read on. Okay. Early risers are the best writers. (gasps) (laughs) I don't know what they're basing all this on. Uh, Probably a good night's sleep. You're up early in the morning. You're fresh. You're ready to go. The study, it says here, exaggerated some interesting differences between night owls and early birds when it comes to confused words. Overall, night owls confuse more words 66% of the time. Because they're tired. Or 66% more often than early birds. Exactly. That's it. (laughs) Right. Um, They're talking grammatical errors and stuff. Overall, early birds are the winners in all content types, making uh, fewer mistakes in grammar and having more well thought out. See, I don't know. This is, see, I don't, you can't. Yeah, I can see that because of the fact that you have a, well, this is prefacing that you have a good night's sleep. Okay. Mm-hmm. It means your brain's rejuvenated. Everything's rejuvenated. All your neurons in your head are working and firing off properly. So you're going to have better grammar. You're going to have better sentence building. Yeah. Everything is going to be better about it. When you're a night owl, yeah. you've got the whole day behind you. Plus, now you're trying to stay up and right. write and think. That's why you have more grammatical errors. That's why you feel a yeah. little bit more sluggish. You can't think as clear. Some uh, So the folks at some place called Grammarly put all this together g grammar you know like g-r-a-m-m-a-r-l-y grammarly mm-hmm. i don't know it must be a nice place to work probably full of writers <laughs> i would think but no think about it god made us if you think about this god made us to be up at dawn probably i'm just saying to work tend in the garden working in the you know to our daily duty and then when the day is done you say your prayers you go to bed right we're supposed to be up at the crack of dawn and then we're supposed to be in bed when there is no light. Technically, really, that's yeah. how you're supposed to work. But because we have electricity, we can stay awake longer, later. That darn electricity. All of our systems are off. But God did it perfectly with the sun. So as the sun rises, we should rise. Which as the sun why? sets, 
we should set. Here at Magnificat Radio at the Austin Family Compound, we are going complete kerosene lamps <laughs> and reflected sunrise, sunlight. Well, actually, we there's that Amish store we go to. Yes, they, they do. They light the whole place with skylights. Yes. You don't want to go there at the end of the day because you can't they see what you're buying. They also have that kerosene. No, it's and gas. It's re- gas. And it's jets. reflected, but it's some kind of light bulb with it, too. No, it's a filament that they light. It lights up. It's gas, natural gas. Oh. Yeah, so gas not gas. only does it give off light, it also gives heat. off heat. Yes. In the winter. That's what they're doing. Oh, wow. Isn't that wild? It is. There's an Amish store that we shop at that they, it's on their farm. I love it. In fact, you it. pull up there and sometimes there's horses <laughs> up to the yeah. hitching post. But you pull up and you go in and they sell canned goods and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. But anyway, hey, listen, that's going to do it for us. We're out of time. we got to get out of your hair and let you go begin your day. I mean, you're up early. Why not? Go start while there's daylight. That's Otherwise, right. it's going to get dark, and then there you go. You're done. <laughs> Plus, in the wintertime, there's less daylight, so because it's cold out, why do you want to go to sleep? Hibernate. All right. got to get going. Enjoy your day. Go boldly, and uh, thanks for being part of our day here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com, where we are. Living our traditional Catholic faith.